0: It's gold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shine through the door. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Roe hit woe. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Roe hit Hey, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Hopeless Show. I'm Aaron, this is Rohit, and we have a theme today, as we always do. Rohit, do you know what our theme is?
1: I see the theme on our little agenda sheet, Aaron, but I feel like I need a little bit
0: of clarity. All right, all right, that's why I'm here. I'm here to clarify things. 2022, the reason I think this theme is interesting for some of the things we're talking about we're already a month into 2022. So I wanna act as though it's a year in recap. So we're like recapping 2022, even though it's only been a month, because it's really weird to me that it's already been a month of 2022. And there's a lot of things we're talking about that have to do with the new year. So let's, uh, let's see how 2022 has gone so far with some of our news. Cause to me, I think it's pretty hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean. It seems like we're in for, it's like, no, 2020 is going to be better. No, 2021 is going to be better. No, 2022 is going.
1: Oh, I mean, and once we get to our first topic, you're going to see just how bad it's going to get. Like this has been a, a, a walk a, in the park
0: compared to where we are going. That's my thought. Uh, Oh, so here's a thing. Um, a couple, couple things from the news from the quarantine. First one, Kanye West, who I know you like. I've seen him in concert a lot. I like his music. don't really like him, the human. He uh, is doing something apparently now that I just think is pretty repulsive. He, he, is, he has been spreading the last number of days a rumor to whoever he talks to that pete davidson has aids (laughs) and pete davidson has had to uh you've got to laugh out loud you can't hide it you can't hide it (laughs) and he is and pete davidson has had to call like like many friends and colleagues and whatever and say no he doesn't have aids because kanye is spreading this rumor so that news hit and i just thought man This guy is such a narcissist. And so like, he's so talented, but he's just, it's for me, my war with him started when he performed with a bag over his head the first time. And then he went on Kimmel and I happened to be there. And he kept screwing up and kept yelling at everyone on stage. And he had to do the song, uh, Love Lockdown, like, Five times and yelled at everyone but himself, even though he just kept screwing up the lyrics. And so, yeah, that was the beginning. And then this Pete Davidson AIDS thing, I just, I wouldn't want someone spreading that false rumor about me. What do you think?
1: I see two ways to look at this man. One, I love Kanye and I love him because he does shit like this. Like everything that you've mentioned. Um, He is like the last true, like media. I think he's the last true music star like the last real star like that is actually like bigger than the craft itself. Um, and what I don't, I definitely don't think it's a good idea or nice at all to be spreading rumors or stigmatizing AIDS, which has fortunately been, we've made lots of great medical advancements. People that have or suffer from HIV, you know, should not meant be put as punchlines ever. Um, so that that's not cool. What I think is cool is that he is using his platform to be an asshole. And I love that part. Um, I don't love how he's doing it. Um, But yeah, I am all pro trolling and Kanye just doing whatever the fuck he wants because that makes me happy. And it makes, and here's the thing, I become much happier when other people become upset at stuff like this. Um, so yeah, I am very supportive of Kanye except for his choice of how he chooses to humiliate Pete Davidson with what he's
0: saying. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think this one's just over. It's just, he's a bit, he just, he like knocked someone out recently. Yeah. He, uh, he's just a dick. He's just, it's, I don't yeah, know. I mean, I'm uh It's great. I'm not into uh, these. This type of narcissism is just. I think can get very problematic. Yeah. And uh, we'll get to more of that later in the show. Problematic. But this is is 2022. Favorite favorite kind of person. So yes. Um, Yeah. You like disruptors. I kind of do sometimes. I like. But I do. But you know, it's 2022. That's our theme. And in 2022, Kanye tells. People that someone falsely has AIDS. I mean, there, there we are. There we are. Uh, you have a, you have something that, that happened yeah. during the quarantine that, that maybe, maybe you're the one who has AIDS now because you've been shooting up. Yeah. I've been,
1: I've been, I just got the, I just got my, my booster and you know, I was actually trying to hold off a little bit on my booster you know I'm very pro-vax. Don't worry, I'll all you people, before you start reeing like little shrill crazy people. Um, but because I had COVID in the fall, um, you know I also then took a, an antibody test, and my doctor was like, "Dude, your antibody count was is absurdly high. Don't mess with the balance because that's like literally when you are recovering from COVID, that antibody is, those antibodies specifically are." like the best possible natural protection. So, however, last night we went to the LA Philharmonic, my first time ever uh, seeing, uh, you know, the orchestra play. Um, And, you know, I've been inside the LA Phil before, you know, one of my clients used to be the LA Phil. um, So I got to see due to malpractice and all that kind of stuff. Um, But I'd never actually attended a formal concert there. Um, and it was beautiful, it was great. However, they didn't let me in in the beginning because they said, are you boosted? I'm like, no, I have my vaccine. Um, and the lady looked at me as I showed her I didn't get boosted yet as if I was like, you know, someone that, like Evangeline Lilly right now. Um, who's oh, yeah. yeah. So I was like, no. So then I showed her all my doctor's notes. I showed her my antibody test. I was like, dude, this is from my doctor saying, listen, hold off. Um, and I recently, so they wouldn't let me in initially. And then I talked to them eventually. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll, we'll let you in um, based on your doctor's note and blah, 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 blah. Um, I was like, okay. So I, so this, so that was kind of dumb, but I'd even just gotten a- wow. yeah. So I was like, what the fuck? So this morning I went and got boosted um, because it was a pain in the ass, but I'm just kind of annoyed that I'm like, you know, my, my antibody, I hadn't, everybody had gotten Omicron except me. And the antibody, my natural antibodies were working, but I got boosted because I don't want to be left out of shit. Um, it sucks, but and now I'm going to be sick for a couple of days, but um,
0: yeah. My only, my booster sick only lasted a day and it was, you know, it's not that bad. It just tired and whatever, lethargic, but the, I don't think that's terribly cool that they did that. I mean, I get it, but also... Was there a like disclaimer that you had to be
1: boosted? She said that there was on their website as of Tuesday that they changed their rules that you need to be boosted if you are within booster eligibility. I'm like, "Oh, on your website." Like, "Oh, like who the fuck is like checking that? Like everywhere else I've ever been, you show your yeah. proof of vaccination and wear a mask and keep your distance, whatever, follow the rules. I'd never been not allowed to go into some place initially because I wasn't boosted. So I thought that was kind of fucked up, but yeah.
0: Well, here, here's the thing. And I want to, you know, here's in 2022 callback to our theme. We are in a place where now the booster, you should get it. Everyone should get the booster. And, and this is where I've been very adamant and I've been telling you this a bit too, that I think two things can be right at the same time, or two things can be true at the same time. And we live in a world right now where it's either one thing or another thing, and there's multiple truths to many things. Even with the Kanye thing, you can like Kanye and also think his AIDS comment was stupid. Like, both things can happen. And with this, everyone should get boosted. I believe that. And... If you got COVID in, say, October, and you shouldn't get boosted yet because the doctor said so, you shouldn't get boosted yet. Both of those things can be true. And we live in this weird 2022 where there's it's one thing or another thing, and there's no middle ground or there's no two truths that can happen at the same time. And I don't like that about 2022, and I think 2022 needs to change.
1: Preach. Preach, Aaron. Preach. So, well,
0: why don't you make us more miserable with our first topic? Yeah, so
1: let's let's start, that's what we're here for. Let's start this off on a on a lighter note with our first hopeless topic, and that Aaron <laughs> is World War Three, and I love it, love it, yeah. And we figure we'll just get right into it. You know, from you and know me, I always love us to, to to start us nice and soft, um, but yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Real soft and leathery and smooth mm, and, and supple, mm, yeah. With supple, with yeah. yeah, With some with this some is a different show. throbbing this is our tension. Only fans
1: podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> World War Three, which I do believe we will see in our lifetimes, um, possibly in the next ten years, most likely in the next five years. Mm. Um, so, I think we are starting to really see all the pieces come together, um, and I think that there's two global conflicts that the United States is finding itself. Having to be involved in possibly taking military action, um, the first is in Ukraine. Now, as we know, Russia keeps trying to, and they keep successfully taking parts of the Ukraine. Um, Ukrainians hate Russians. We've had our issues with Russians interfering with uh, certain elections. You know, I think there's there's that old little Cold War thing from the '80s, if you may have heard of. Uh, oh yeah,
0: listeners, good times, good times. So,
1: United States and Russia relations, um, you know, haven't always been, you know, great. I think right now we are seeing a large nation continue trying to eat um, and absorb another, take over, and use their their use force to do so. And in those cases, Ukraine is a United States ally. The United States needs to intervene and jump in. We know the UN's not going to do shit. The UN is a garbage organization doesn't do anything. So the United States and Joe Biden, I think, have, have already started to make some inroads and started to say, okay, cool, we are going to you know, at least sort of jump in and take care of our, uh, our, you know, our partners, and you know, it's kind of not cool what you're doing, Russia. That's one thing. And so we are going to be, I'm sure, at some point this year, we're going to be sending troops there. Then you have China, which is now moving into Taiwan. They've already pretty much toppled Hong Kong. They've erased their press. They've taken down any sort of freedoms there. People are still protesting in Hong Kong, but now it's a full surveillance state. China has pretty much won in Hong Kong, and it's very depressing. And they're doing the same thing to Taiwan, which is its own country. China does not acknowledge Taiwan as its own country, and they are going to make sure that they are fully annexed and part of China. So this is another battle we are probably going to need to get into. Top that on to what the CCP has been doing with all their taking overs of their neighbors. um, Continued uh, slavery uh, and concentration camps with the Uyghur Muslims. Then factor that into what's going to happen with the Olympics as we talked about in previous weeks. Um, if the United States boycotts, if other countries boycott, there's a lot of tension. I think once we have two separate military conflicts with mega world powers, and those two mega world powers become friends, and also they're bringing Cuba, they're bringing in uh, other countries in the Middle East, we are broiling in the midst. We are broiling in the oven, getting ready for another World War III. Sir, so, right, how do we bring hope to that?
0: Yep, yeah, got it. Got the hope for you. I know you're trying to be the Debbie Downer 2022 is the shittiest year and we're going to have a world war three and all that. And you just laid it out. It's like you planned how to make everything really sad, but I have hope. Yeah. What do you got? I, a week ago was asked to be on REN, which is the Russian entertainment network. And to do an interview and at first I was like, this is weird. Do I want to, I don't know, repeat on TV and rush? Yeah. I mean, but because of what, and, I, and they just emailed me right before this actually again, because I hadn't responded. <laughs> and then uh, I, I'm going to say yes because of this. And I'm going to do it because of this, what you just said, because I feel That my voice as a monster podcaster and like billion dollar making filmmaker (laughs) can make a difference and stop all the tensions between Russia and the Ukraine when I talk about my movies. Well, Aaron. So I will do my best to save from World War Three by being on Russian Entertainment Network. I think that's what I honestly that is
1: legitimate hope. I'm not even kidding. Not even kidding because, you know, drops make an ocean and you are going to make a splash. Um, So I think that's awesome. Um, If you're on there, would you also mind if you would ask them if we are going to get bombed? Because honestly, if you live in San Francisco, New York, Los Angeles or Washington, D.C., those are probably four of the worst cities to live in because those are what are going to get bombed. Um, and a uh, nuked most likely in the course of a world war because okay. they hold the financial markets. They're the biggest populist centers. They're Wait, coastal, not Los Angeles. not Los, Los Angeles. Angeles would get nuked. Um,
0: no, 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 no. So, okay, I'm going to make sure. I don't want that. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to make sure no Los Angeles.
1: And there is also a little bit of hope to that too because if we are in our cities and any listeners out there, if you are close to the center of the blast, you're going to be dead pretty fast. Um, you'll incinerate really, really quickly. The problem <laughs> is if you're like 40 miles out, you're in the fallout zone. So that's where you start to melt over time. That's when you get the cancer. That's when you get all the disease and it's much slower death and you have to kind like of the Chernobyl watch. Chernobyl thing. Yeah. So it's almost better to go in the middle of the blast and go immediately. Um, so, yeah. So hopefully you can tell them to not bomb LA or any of our coastal cities or any cities. Um, or not nuke any of that. So uh, in case the world, I'm just going
0: to tell them we're we're very chill. Actually, most of us are pretty chill. Yeah, I'm going to tell them that most of us are pretty chill, and like uh, we're just chill bros just looking for good
1: vibes. And,
0: yeah, <laughs> and if they just want to come here and chill, like go to Venice. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of dispensaries here. They can just kick it, man. Like just chill. Yeah, yeah. And I think if they chilled, I don't think they'd want to kill us. So I, that's gonna be my my take. <laughs> <laughs> they need to chill. <laughs> right on, man. Yeah, I would
1: like. I just turned forty. Yeah, I'd it. like to live to see fifty. I don't want to die in a war. Um, so it'd be great if we don't have to. Um, but it's probably going All right, to I got it. I got great. you. I've got you. Thanks, Aaron. Cool. All right, let's so- move on to crypto.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Russia is gonna chill. Don't worry, I've got. To- Changed my interview a little bit guys so let's start with everyone needs to chill here <laughs> guys just be just, friends yeah like you want to go to a concert like let's just kick it man beach learn to surf i don't know some shit like that all right so we have a crypto watch <laughs> speaking of nothing mattering anymore yeah
1: so crypto continues to plummet dogecoin is down to 14 cents bitcoin when it was at in the mid 50s is down to 37 it was as low as like 32 i think a few days ago um ethereum's down to twenty four seventy two. so everything is down like 30 40 percent from where it was just a month ago um so we are seeing definitely the midst of crypto crash but also the stock market is doing like very badly um Aaron this is obviously like for you know those of us that have been like investing in retirement plans all that kind of stuff or or even hell if we just have money in markets whether it's crypto or stocks um, how do we bring hope to people is is what 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 do we suggest what do we do because a lot of people's livelihoods are lying on the line right now
0: yeah i put this podcast as bounty for the next buy that i'm making so we don't know if we'll be here next week because it's <laughs> all about if crypto goes up <laughs> Uh, I this is actually, I'm going to give, I think, sage advice when it comes to this stuff in general. If you are someone who is like many people, um, who doesn't have like X amount of money, let's say it's a thousand dollars and you don't have that money where, where the next week, if it's gone. If, if you would be like, oh man, I really needed that $1,000 for life. Do not touch crypto right now because it might go down a lot more and there's just no reason. If that $1,000 you won't need and you're sure about it, you won't need, it won't matter for another year, then go for it. Buy, buy, use that $1,000 and buy some crypto or stock. Because they have ne- they have started to actually be more in unison lately because crypto is now more a part of the more like the dollar a bit where it's uh, being used so much more to buy things. So kind of either or buy if that thousand dollars doesn't mean anything to you for a year. If it does, don't buy right now. Me personally, I'm not I'm not good I, I've done enough of this. I don't want to touch anymore right now. Because I don't know what the low could be, especially with, all, with, with 2022 and what's been going on so far.
1: Yeah, I think that's really wise advice. It's almost like I think many of us, myself included, would be inclined to buy in the dip. Because, hey, you buy now at 37, and when it goes back to 50, great. You just, you know, you made $13,000. But if you're probably not buying a whole Bitcoin, but whatever, you know, you ended up making 30% you know, profit, which is pretty good. And it might be back to that by this year. You know, I mean, it's still only January. So for those that can afford it, might be an interesting time to buy, interesting time to buy in the dip. For those that
0: are really stressed about this, you got a lot of your things tied up, hold. Um, Just wait. And because and, we don't know. We, you never know what the low is going to be. You never know, where, like... You don't know the peaks and valleys of this. So this might not be a good time to buy, or it might be a good time to buy, but it easily could go down more. And so unless it's money that you basically are going to say, I'm going to put that thousand dollars for a year and not even think about it, I would not buy. That That's where we're at. If you're trying to hit little like ups and downs, little curves and valleys or mountains and valleys, I don't know, I'm not finance guy, but... I mean, sorry, I'm not an expert in any of this stuff. <laughs> I just, it's just logic to me. Don't waste your money if you need it. If yeah. it's something you don't need, sure, go for it.
1: Yeah, I think we've proven in the past 12 months just how volatile this all is. So, um, yeah, hold. And if you haven't bought in, hold. Unless you have a lot of money to spare, then buy the dip. Um, all right, Aaron, shall we move on? Oh,
0: so we've got some sports. Oh, one more thing with crypto. When World War III happens, Sell. Cause you have nothing to lose. Yeah, yeah. Sell it and stock up in like
1: ammunition and tin cans of food, and yeah, and video games and power generators. <laughs>
0: and so sports. It's time for sports. <laughs> uh, well, you have a. It's the sports, sports, sports update. Roey, you've got a big topic about manly sports. Yeah, the
1: crowd goes wild. Speaking of big beef and American aggression and toxic masculinity, I want to talk about Wordle. Um, Aaron, have you been playing Wordle?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Today yeah, I was six. I got it in the sixth, which was a bummer. It was my worst one. I'm oh, pissed.
1: I haven't yet tried today. I haven't yet played it today. Um, but when I started, I was getting f- threes sometimes fours most days and now i'm down i don't know if it's gotten harder but i'm at fives and sixes like pretty often now um but really quickly i just wanted to sort of talk about your strategy um and just sort of have a little exchange on this um because i i think i've got my strategy down um but it's always there's always room for improvement um how do you start what's your first word what do you what's your strategy for your first word every time
0: Yeah. And just so for people who don't know, Wordle is a new word game. It's you just Google it Wordle and it's this guy who put this thing up for no profit just because he had this idea of this little game and he keeps putting it up and it's become a sensation. So if you've seen on social media, people share these little blocks and it's like three rows of blocks or four rows of blocks or five rows of blocks. That's their Wordle. That's how they did on Wordle, but uh, without the word because you have to keep guessing the word you have it's a five letter word and you have no idea what the word is. So you guess any random words. So I've started with like here's or what's another penis, actually Uh, things that have a lot of the big letters and a couple vowels in it. So I start with that. Now, the first time I did it, I did it in three and I thought I was a genius. And then I was like, I want to get a two. So I'm going to try to guess the word on the second try. And what I realized is when I do that, I double or triple up letters. I don't get a lot of information. It's never right. And it leads to the fives and sixes. Mm -hmm. But that's like, for example, there's also a game called Loodle, by the way. L-E-W-L... I don't know how you spell it. Loodle, something like that. And it's lewd words, which is also fun, so I recommend that. But that's my strategy, though, is to guess that word, then try to guess a word with lots of other main letters. So if I, it's like... Here's N-I-H-E-A-R-S. So I would like and the A and the S are around. So then I would guess a word that hopefully has like an O in it and a T, something that so I can really figure out what main letters are there with the best probability, a lot like Scrabble. If you think of one point Scrabble word letters, what about you? So I usually try and
1: start with a word that has two or three vowels in it, different ones. So, um, for example, the word raise, it's got AI and E in it. Um, And because there's only, you know, A, a E, I, O, U, Y. um, And you rarely see the Ys. You don't often see the Us. So it's really A, A, E, I, O. um, And U. And U, yeah. So if if you can, you know, and I'm actually, so I'll try and just figure out what vowels are needed. um, And I'll use my first two for that. And from there, I'm like, okay, these are the vowels. And then at that point, I've also gotten rid of a bunch of consonants. And then I've usually been able to get in three or four Um, and that's kind of my thing is like, it's like figure out the vowels up front with, by using high vowel words and then narrow
0: it down from there. Well, here's one thing I'll say about Wordle. It's a great strategy. Your strategy is better than mine. I only started a few days ago, but your Wordle strategy is great. What I have come to realize is a problem for me with Wordle is it pisses me off. I get really upset. Like I get deep down upset. Once I'm at the two, I've guessed two words. I'm like, what do I do with my life? I don't know how to get this. I have no idea. I am staring at a keyboard full of words and uh, letters. And there's so many possibilities. And sometimes I actually can't even think of a word at all that can go in that space. And then I feel upset with my, my myself, my Like, what's my point on this earth? I mean, it just, it really digs deep. And then I guess like on the third row and I get more letters and then I feel some hope that my life is meaningful. And then if I get it in four, I'm like, all right, you know what, today's going to be a good day. But if it goes down to five or six, I sort of, it really affects my well-being. I mean, I don't... Blame you for Wordle that. Wordle therapy is huge right now. Yeah,
1: because you feel kind of dumb, and
0: yeah, very. It's incredibly dumb. Yeah.
1: Um. But anyway, everybody should play. Um. My friend Brooke got hers in two, a couple days ago. Um. Defriend so her. Yeah. It's yeah. She's. Damn it, Brooke, for making us feel. Dumb. Stupid. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> Give Wordle a try. (laughs) It's it's actually, it's it's good. It's good
0: brain fodder. Um, But Aaron. Yeah. You got another topic. So this I found interesting in our 2022 marathon that we have right now. Before we get into uh, something interesting uh, that I'm excited about. So here's the thing. You ready for the thing? Yep. MLB, the minor leagues, the baseball in 2020 because of the pandemic and stuff they cut the amount of minor league teams affiliated to major league teams so like the dodgers have a bunch of minor league teams around the the country in in slightly smaller cities and the people get called up from those teams like oklahoma city to be on the dodgers so they're good players and some of them make it to the big league some of them don't they cut 40 teams from the from that and made them independent teams so they are now Independent from any affiliation, they people still can't get called up. Their contracts can be bought, etc. From these independent teams, they're just not affiliated with a major league team. Everyone thought this was gonna be a disaster, myself included. I I was mad about. Yeah, that sounds crazy. I love and going to minor league games. If you're in a smaller city, is really fun. And like minor league teams in like like Memphis, I've been in Memphis, Uh, the Memphis Redbirds they were the cardinals like AAA or AA it was so fun it was so cool they had all you can drink beer for uh, in my section <laughs> that was that was a mess <laughs> but it was fun so the owners of these teams at first were upset but a lot of them have now said they were wrong and the restructuring has turned out to be better than expected because the team the fans in these cities still Go. It's like they're still going to see good players or pretty good players. And some of these players do go to the big leagues and they love their team in their town that also has fun events around it. They're cheap. These games are usually like, you can get a good seat for 20 bucks. So it turned out to be good. And I think this is a lesson in hope. Even when you think something is bad or sad, or, oh my gosh, 40 teams, they're all going to go under. Life corrects itself, and both can be true, like I was saying before. You can be upset because they're not affiliated with the team, and it can still work out okay because they now just represent your city with these good players. I don't know. What do you think? I I was fascinated by that result. Yeah, I mean... Opinion. I just...
1: I wonder though, like if they reduce the amount of minor league affiliates, then how do they choose who gets called up to the majors? They have, it means they have a smaller pool to choose from, right? And and then the bigger budget teams can fight over those independent players easier. Does this only help the big budget? No, teams? No, it doesn't
0: help. It doesn't. It's just you send a scout to say, what was one of some one of these cities that has one of them, and uh, you know someone will. They they still hear about the players. It's just these independent teams are a pool of players that anyone can grab. Sure. Just send a scout, see how a pitcher is. So it's in a lot of ways to me more interesting because you can, now there's 40 more teams with a pool of players that you can grab from to put on your, it just, yeah, it actually, I think evens it out a bit. Cause none um, of these players are expensive.
1: Okay. But then that means though, the Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, they could kind of say, Hey, listen, we really like these young guys. We're just going to throw all our money at them. And even though like someone like a team like the Orioles or Kansas City Royals or whoever, smaller market teams, they now have fewer affiliates, right? Which means that these guys, these, these these guys in the independent leagues that hypothetically like, dude, of course I want to play the Dodgers. They're a premier franchise, great ownership. Um, they're going to pay me a lot. Um, and I'm not beholden to being, you know, on the farm
0: team for some shitty ass team like the Baltimore Orioles. Um, does so this make the rich richer? So it actually saves them money. No, it saves everyone money. So it actually, by comparison, saves the the smaller market teams money that don't ma- that money doesn't matter as much to the big market teams. It said this in the article. Uh, so it saves everyone the same amount of money, but that money means a lot more to the small market teams. But then everyone can go if they need a player to fill a roster spot to scout these teams and then sign one of the players so i think it you don't want to cut it anymore but it it doesn't hurt anyone it sounds like it helps if the cities are doing fine the teams are doing fine and it gives a, a bigger pool for everyone to choose from of the people that weren't signed originally okay so i find it interesting i'm behind it and i'm just glad all these teams are still around too hey well i will keep an open mind Thank you, man. We're about open minds. Yes, yes, we are.
1: Okay, okay. So
0: ready, ready for a topic that is, and, and we haven't hope gonged yet because I've been lazy with my phone. But and my by battery now on my phone because I was charging it, is at Is it sixty nine percent? Nice. Thanks, man. So, but let's let's give a hope gong. We deserve. Yeah, one, right? I think
1: I think a good hope gong. You know, because we've had a few moments of hope. You know, I think people are waiting for that gong. I need
0: a louder hope gong. Ready? <laughs> Sorry, a little, little Tourette's moment with my gong. Uh Oh, that might have gotten me canceled. Anyway, didn't mean it. I love everyone with threats too. Oh, I'm digging myself a deeper hole. Let's move on to the next topic. Spotify. Yeah. So, here is the problem. Joe Rogan, who I have been at war with on this show for almost two years because I talked about Norbit, the movie with Eddie Murphy, and then the next week or two weeks later, that asshole talked about Norbit, the Eddie Murphy movie, as if he wasn't listening. Like, How would we both think of that same movie at the same time? Right, Joe? I know you're listening, asshole. So I've been pissed at that guy ever since. Forget his politics and uh, whatever else. Now, other people are very upset with him as well because, I mean, I think he's terrible, but and they think he's terrible too with a lot of his points of view, but I, I just don't think he's funny or very good, personally. He's also very popular with a lot of people, and but artists are not wanting to be on Spotify, the place that signed him for $100 million to do his dumbass show where he steals from people like us. And... Those people are starting to, it's starting to be a, a domino effect. It started with Neil Young, who said, if it's Joe Rogan or me, obviously they're going to choose Joe Rogan. They're paying him a hundred million dollars. Neil Young is making a fraction of that for them, even though his music's good. And then you have uh, who Barry Manilow, you know, we're talking about the most current artist possible. Barry Manilow is off now he's saying he's leaving and Peter Frampton the legendary guitarist is leaving and I'm guessing there's going to be many more that will be leaving Spotify here's my conundrum Rohit with this because it all again it revolves around me with this one I love Spotify it is great for listening to music they have every artist and I hate Joe Rogan can't stand him think he's a talentless hack and steals from me. But I love Spotify, and I am worried Spotify is going to go down because they will stick with Joe till the bitter end because they paid him a lot of money. And a lot of artists are going to be leaving Spotify, a lot, because many of these artists think that Joe Rogan is a, you know, he's influenced a lot of people who've gotten sick and died because of his anti-vax stances and you name the things he does that are just dumb and he just says things that just that aren't that are just stupid. So, what do you think? Give me hope that Spotify will survive.
1: Spotify will survive because Joe makes the money. And to all these fucking lame ass pussy artists that are leaving um so they are literally saying, "Please Enforce fascist, authoritarian <laughs> oh, censorship. No. Oh no! Because we don't. So much less because we no. don't like the words. All these people have to do is just not listen to Joe Rogan. But they want they these artists that are all about freedoms. They're like, oh, censor this person, or I'm leaving. And I think we can apply the same logic that we've been saying in a long time. It's a private platform. If. People are leaving Twitter because Twitter was enforcing certain rules that were against conservatives. And Spotify is saying, hey, listen, we're going to enforce rules. We're making money here. It's a private platform. Nobody has, if they were not mad at Twitter and defending Twitter, those same people have zero right to be mad at Spotify because it's the exact same enforcement of their own
0: policies and all that
1: because their bottom dollar is the most important. It's a private platform. Okay.
0: I, okay. I disagree with something here. This is these artists leaving is them exercising their right to sure. free speech. Yeah. And their right to get off of Spotify. And all they're doing is saying, we're just going to, we're going to stream on Apple. Apple is going to do anyone who does. So, so, I'm deeply invested in Spotify because I've made lots of playlists. So am I.
1: I have, <laughs> I have more than a decade's worth of playlists on there. Trust me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, it's a. Otherwise, I'd happily move to just Apple to do Apple, because it's like the same thing. Why not? I don't care personally. Spotify Spotify gives me nothing except music. That's yeah. the only thing I use it for. Oh, and it, our shows on it too. I forgot. People do listen to our show on it. So if you're listening on Spotify, keep keep listening. Don't leave. We're not leaving. <laughs> we don't have Neil Young money. So I just sell, like I agree with them. If I was a very rich artist who didn't need the little bit of Spotify money I was getting, I'd leave because I can't stand the guy. So why sure. not? Why not leave? But think of how pathetic that is.
1: Because it's like, oh, I don't like the words that are being said by, and nobody's being forced to listen to Joe Rogan. Nobody is being held at gunpoint saying, this is what you have to do. If you don't like them, don't listen. And that's, it's as simple as that. And like, if people are saying, they'd rather say, I don't like what this other artist has to say. So I'm taking my ball and going home. You're free to do that. Every artist is free to do that. I just, I'm free to also say that it's fucking pathetic. And I hope that they are, um, You know, I hope that they get some failure out of it uh, because it's pathetic. So,
0: well, that's I'm glad we did a lot of hope gongs right before this topic (laughs) because I feel no hope at all. None. I have been given no hope by this. I feel terrible now. I feel almost as bad as I did with my wordle this morning. And, you know, what? we have to turn to in times when I feel hopeless and you have given me nothing but more anger. Well, I, I, I yeah,
1: I have hope, though. I got hope.
0: Okay, please. I need it. I need it.
1: Okay. So they say that hard times make strong men. Strong men make good times. Good times make weak men and weak men make hard times. Right? So what that means is right now we're in the world of weak men. People are fucking soft. They are very, very soft. All right. And we are headed towards hard times. We're already kind of there. But what comes after hard times is strong men. And this is not just men males, but like men as humankind. Okay. So we are just, we are just a step and a half away from strength and two and a half steps away from good times. Okay. The good times are definitely behind us, but right now we have to wait for all the weak people and the soft people out there to face actual hard times. Versus, I don't like the words this guy's am pulling it off, that being the biggest issue. Fuck you. There's war happening, about to happen in Ukraine. China's taking over, you know, the world where it shouldn't. Like, there's bigger things, and we have these losers that are complaining about other people's words that they don't even have to listen to. So, these are weak men, and I'm very excited for us to get to the place where those weak men face actual hard times. So, that's a good sign. Because that yeah, makes, I
0: still feel, I, I appreciate your angle. I still feel no hope because. I actually think what, yeah, it's just, you know what? I'm going to raise the white flag right now. <laughs> yeah. I just don't feel hope. I just yeah, don't feel it's, hope. It's okay. We can't come to I feel to like home, a lot yeah. of people are going to leave Spotify and I'm yeah. going to sign up for Apple and I'm going to have to redo all my playlists. And I don't blame people if you want to leave because you don't want to be on a platform that has uh, that has the rhetoric that he spews that I think is, like, you know, you don't want to be associated with that. I get it. I get not wanting to be associated with someone who has the influence that he has in a negative way, in my opinion, mainly because of his copying the use of a, some jokes around the movie Norbit. <laughs> fuck him. All yeah, right. Fuck Neil Young. Onward. I think
1: yeah, we're not gonna come to a, a thing on there, but anyway, keep moving. Yeah.
0: You don't have a heart of gold today, Rohit. Ha <laughs> <Nope. laughs> ha Hey, old man, you're 40. those are neil young song references all right now we're on to bts they always bring us joy thank goodness right now we need it guess the bts k-pop band biggest band in the world we love them we just don't know much of their music but now we know a lot of it because it's everywhere and you can't miss it and we know way more about them than we ever thought we'd know and we didn't realize that they'd get as big as they have gotten and they have gotten gigantic all thanks to us where because of us Because of us, they have gotten gigantic. We are to thank for BTS's rise to power in this world. So, yes, so much power, Rohit. Do you know, can you guess, since it's called Guess the BTS, can you guess what they have done this week to change the course of humanity? I'm gonna guess a new collab. Sort of. You're, all right, that's a that's a decent guess. I'm gonna give you a little bit of credit, not all the credit, you know. New album, a little, like new album for f- new album. So, not it at all. So, Jungkook, who I believe is the the main BTS or definitely the one who seems to be on the news the most. I mean, there's like nine of them. Yeah, I know. He just <laughs> seems like they talk about Jungkook the yeah. most. Yeah, he yeah, gets yeah. the okay. most. Uh, so he went to Chipotle and on TV, he said, oh, I guess they were on James Corden. And so he was eating, Jungkook was eating Chipotle. And he said, what is this? Chipotle? Chipotle? This is so good. I love this. I want to eat this every day. So. They are so powerful with everything that Chipotle renamed their social media Chicole because of his mispronunciation. <laughs> and Bravo. I mean, talk about power. That
1: is fantastic. That is absolutely yeah. fantastic. That's great. <laughs> that's yeah that's even better that's even better than tim apple Uh, like (laughs) it's better than tim apple
0: they didn't know exactly what they were eating but if you go to chipotle like on twitter right now which has a million followers because personally i actually think for the fast food places chipotle is maybe one of the best and very good hard agree like hard agree right it's owned by i think mcdonald's yes oh
1: what go ahead
0: is it? Because it is, it is. Unlike McDonald's, it's good.
1: Yeah. Oh, McDonald's is great, dude. I crush Big Macs, Nugs, their spicy, crispy chicken sandwich, those fries. The the breakfast is amazing. Um, okay, really quick before we move on, Aaron, what is your go to
0: Chipotle order? It is the. Well, you mean Chicotle. Let's get yeah, it. Yes, right. so what's your Chicotle order?
1: Yeah.
0: Because it is called Chicotle now on Twitter. <laughs> like with the hash mark, Chicotle. Yeah. So. My favorite Chicotle order is going in, getting the chicken bowl, double meat, double protein, because I want to, you know, get that muscle building. Then I like the veggies, the pepper thing mix that they have. Then uh, lettuce, um, the pico de gallo unspicy salsa, the a drizzle of cheese, just for the flavor, a drizzle of sour cream, just for the flavor and a shit ton of guacamole. Okay. Oh, and, uh, and I always ask them if to pick the rice. I say, I don't care which rice you pick. And then the person who's making it picks my rice. Damn. You order like you're like the Tish or
1: Rockefeller family. That's a pricey order for me. I go in, I also get a bowl just like you. I think it's rice. 11 bucks. It's oh, 11. Yeah, brown. Well, I go in and I always get the carnitas, always carnitas bowl on brown rice, black beans. And then I say, then everything to the right of it, it is like, give me everything that's free. No guac. So they literally put all the different salsas, like three different <laughs> salsas. They put in the veggies, they put in the lettuce, they put in the cheeses, like everything that's free. And then it's just this mountain of shit. And I don't pay for guac because I don't, you know, I'm not rich and uh, the double meat thing that sounds bold but yeah so that that's my go to order and it weighs like the size of a small infant um, when I get it um, <laughs> <laughs> and it definitely feels like I'm giving birth later so um, but yeah I, I yeah that's my order
0: well but, that sounds I mean it sounds amazing your order you're probably actually getting more food you are getting more food than I do yeah uh, my, mine is just healthier so that my Crohn's riddled stomach doesn't die Otherwise your order sounds fantastic. Yeah. My, and, my, my, uh, my
1: cost per chicotle is lower than yours, but they're both equally delicious. I think
0: equally delicious. And, yes. uh, so everyone go to chicotle. I actually, after talking about this, I think I'm going to go for lunch today because I just need, I need it now. It I,
1: sounds think I, so good. I think I am too. I think
0: you are too, right? Yeah, like you need yeah. it now. Right. Um, so that's our BTS update. Thank you, BTS, for changing the name of Chipotle to Chicotle. And now we just have, we're wrapping up, it's time to wrap up the show with a couple hope in 60s uh, and a submission, a crazy submission. Uh, so Roet, do you want to start with your hope in 60s?
1: Yeah. And Aaron, we start to talk about it and I think um, I'm just going to uh, start the minute timer um, and give you most of the time to talk. Um, but I'm going to start now. So I am concerned now that I got boosted, as you mentioned, um, I have to work all day tomorrow, tomorrow, Saturday when we're recording this. Um, I actually have some big presentations later today. Um, going to the Rams Niners game on Sunday, got dinners with friends the night before on Saturday night. I'm scared. I have to miss some or all of that because I'm going to be miserable recovering. Help bring me hope.
0: I have a lot of hope for you. Um, I think you're going to peak with your sickness on Sunday around four o'clock and you're going to have an extra Rams ticket and you're going to need to give it to someone and that someone's going to be me. So I have a lot of hope from this. Thank you, Rohit.
1: Wow. an under time. Great. I don't feel hope, but it's, I kind of do because you know, you'd have a great time.
0: Amazing. <laughs> All yeah. right. I can't wait to go. We were at the game last time together, but this time, I don't know how to work, how I can get a ticket, but going, now I know how. Like,
1: yeah. Ina just sold two of her, uh, three of her extra tickets, um, that she had in a different section. They were originally like 150. She sold them for like 1650 each,
0: like the prices. are What? Like tr- yeah. And you, and you know, and sadly we'll get to the next open 60 in one sec, but sadly the reason that the prices are crazy is because of all the 49er fans. Yo, it has it's nothing gonna to a, do with Ram. Fans. Oh no, it's
1: going to be like 70, 30
0: Niners fans. So um, Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it's going to be basically a Niners home game.
1: Yeah. Let's, it's gonna be great watching the Rams win. Um, and let's, yep, they will. win. I believe
0: they will win as well. Let's go LA. All right. Pittsburgh. So Biden was hours from being in Pittsburgh to talk about the infrastructure bills and what he's going to do. And now he fought so hard to get this infrastructure passed and of mere hours before in Pittsburgh, a, bridge collapsed. And this gave me made me feel hopeless because this is the whole reason these types of things, this is the reasons why government is important. We need it so that these things don't happen. And it's why when these Republicans are fighting a very middle of the road type of thing like infrastructure, it's so that these things don't happen. It's not political. It's Both sides can be right. Both things can be right at the same time just because one side is saying it. It really made me feel hope. Hopeless.
1: Okay, here's the hope, and I think that that's probably the most uh, opportunistic bridge falling, which is great. I think that's actually going to help the case a lot in order to passing these infrastructure bills. Um, As long as the pork can be removed from all these bills, because there's a lot of non-infrastructure stuff in there that I think eventually was removed, but it was like, really, guys, you're putting that in an infrastructure bill? And that's a tale as old as time. Parties will just stuff bills with trash. Um, So I think we'll get a cleaner infrastructure bill. And I think it'll be bipartisan because we need it. You're right. We should. It's actually kind of cringe when bridges collapse. Um, yeah. So uh, I think I actually think this is good. I'm happy it happened the day he was coming because it sets the biggest like guys look. Literally bridges are falling. So Aaron, okay, I think that's yeah, the best. So the that's, timing the best. Good. that's the best bridge to fall on. the timing
0: was perfect. Uh, great. I feel hope. Thank you. I will hope gong that. And now we will end the show. Let me hope gong it. Because I, I do feel hope. And I, I think I'm guessing the president will seize on that opportunity now. I hope he does. And no one was hurt, he- really no apparently, Good. amazingly. Good. So it's just an opportunity. And finally, we have a submission. It's from Lou in Dallas, who wrote Isn't it great how truckers are standing up for medical tyranny? And then it was a, it was a link to a Don Trump Jr. Coke riddled tirade about medicine. And I mean, what he said, I don't even... I don't understand when he talks anymore. I don't even get it. Like, his dad's an absolute awful imbecile and I don't understand him a lot, but I really don't understand Don Jr. Like, he just doesn't make any sense. And so what do we... Lou obviously is in favor of this. So what do do we say to Lou?
1: Well... Lou, that's a tough one. I don't think that Don Jr. is much of an authority on medicine. Um, And yes, I think you can make arguments. Sometimes there is fear of government overreach, um, not just with medicine, but in general. And you see, it's a global thing. There's protests all over the world. However, I kind of think that this is one of those where the overreach is because there's been such a, a, a... a political we've turned a disease into a political divide everybody should want to not have covid everybody should want to not spread covid and i think the intentions have always been honest with the government And even though sure facts change over time as we learn more and you know dr fauci is he's a smart guy but he's not as cool as everybody says but he's a fallible human but he is also adapting with the science i think it's a positive sign versus showing government hypocrisy that we are updating and acknowledging what's changed. Okay, we were wrong when we said that earlier. We were wrong when we said that. There's a million, a million things I said wrong, but at least it's being acknowledged. And I think that transparency is something that hopefully gives you a little bit of hope versus them digging their heels and saying they were right all along. Um, and I think that openness hopefully is met with openness by people that might be on the other side of just like not wanting to get vaccinated. Or I think, and if this is about, you know, the tyranny in terms of lockdown procedures and all that, understand, yeah, it's, jobs are suffering, but the quicker we can get out of this, the the quicker we can get back to doing everything without fear, without masks, without all that. It's just like, do the tough shit now, and while it might feel like tyranny, in most cases, it's just like, dude, let's just do the hard stuff now so we can finally get out of
0: this, instead of stretching this. Can, I, can I add something to that? Because sure. I think that was really well said. And I'm just going to reiterate that two things can be right at the same time. Dr. Fauci can be the most, um, one of the the most uh, knowledgeable people about infectious disease. He did solve the AIDS epidemic, pandemic, whatever you call it, demic. And he also uh, has really helped at being at the cutting edge of what to do on a spur of the moment basis with a worldwide pandemic. Also true is that he's not always perfectly right with what the future holds, and that's okay. It's okay to be very knowledgeable and also be human and not be sure and sometimes be overly cautious with a number of things just because you're not quite sure what's what's happening because no one who's alive now has ever experience this and so two things can be true at the same time it's not medical tyranny it's trying to figure out how to p- keep people safe and adjusting accordingly as you go and overall I think in the last you know year we've done a good job of adjusting accordingly to as we've been thrown wrench after wrench after wrench so two things can be right we don't need to make this political like Rohit was saying
1: yeah and honestly dude like Lou I'm also tired as shit about this mask stuff I'm tired of all these restrictions I'm tired of embarrassingly almost getting turned away at the LA Phil. like that shit sucks um and it's it's gonna be a fact of life as long as we fight it but if we are just being like all right let's just get this over with I honestly think it, it, it shouldn't have to be a partisan thing and And trust me, I hate nearly every single elected person in office. Um, So I'm not taking a side here. I think there's just pure hatred on my end. But I do have appreciation for what a lot of people are trying to do. And it's because nobody wants to be in this any longer. There are some freaks that also are just all about putting masks on their profile pictures and putting vaxxed in their Twitter bios. It's, I think it's pathetic and virtue signaling. It's okay to get vaccinated <laughs> and wear a mask without like calling it out. Cause you guys are fucking losers. If you do that. And if you're listening to me, you are a loser. um, so don't be a loser. Lou, you're not a loser, but also realize that, that there's some people that are losers on that might be leading a lot of people the wrong way. So yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> that was awesome uh yeah your identity shouldn't be your mask
1: <laughs> yeah yeah marrying a mask is not a personality
0: trait okay so <laughs> it's a way to keep yeah. yourself and others safe it's not a personality trait. that's yeah. amazing yeah. Uh, don't be a fucking um, loser <laughs> so. don't be a loser yeah. And wear we'll a final, mask
1: Well, just but still don't be a loser
0: yeah. don't be a loser and you really don't even need the themed masks <laughs> <You don't> need <laughs> them. nobody needs them no. even though I did have dodger ones nobody needs them even yeah. though I had one nobody yeah. needs it I didn't need it, it was just we all weird. hate them So we hate them we hate them even though I bought some so the final thing hope fulfilled as we say goodbye on this beautiful day is family feud row it I've mentioned this show a couple times lately. I have been engulfed in it when after a long day, long days of work and life coming home and watching three or four episodes of Steve Harvey's family feud is so enjoyable, cathartic, funny, ridiculous. It's just, it's got all of the things and I just feel so much hope in The fact that instead of a year ago or whatever, we were all fixated on the news and the elections and all this stuff. I can go home and everyone I welcome to go home, turn on Family Feud, look at Steve Harvey's mustache, listen to him say funny things, and be stupid and ridiculous, and watch these families act like fools, and try to guess along with them, because the top seven answers are on the board.
1: Uh, Aaron, I love that. I love that because what you're talking about, as we previously just talked about comfort food with Chipotle or Chipotle. I think there's comfort TV. And I think the takeaway, Aaron, is that there's hope because there's so much comfort to be found in the simplest ways. Just tapping a little, your Apple TV remote or, and just navigating a little bit or just turn on YouTube or just walking down the block to get some Chipotle. It's okay to comfort yourself. And it's, I, I, we are so lucky. To have to live in a world and in a nation specifically where these comforts are so easily and affordably available, so good. Honestly, it's great. Let's just celebrate these little things. Let's enjoy them. Life is nothing if you don't have comforts with it and in that enjoyment. So that is hope fulfilling to me. As, as yes, we are all going to die in World War III in a few years, and all of our crypto portfolios are going to shit. Um, and but we have these small comforts because honestly, they can, small comforts can be great
0: comforts if you have enough of them. And thank you. It's beautiful. What a wonderful world we live in. God bless 2022. Yeah, it's pretty great. (laughs) It's pretty great. What a... Everyone, thank you for listening. I'm Aaron Wolf. the Aaron Wolf on social media. You can follow The Hopeless Show. You can follow Rohit at Vohit4, the number Rohit. And thank you for being with us. Until next time, this has been an episode of The Hopeless Show, where we bring hope to all things hopeless.
1: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Hopeless Show on NPR. We'll see you next time. Stay hopeful.